This is Getting Past the Subtitles. I am Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And welcome to week number two of our Thailand Films Expose. Uh, just to recap from last week, we kicked off with Bad Genius from 2017, right? Yep. Um, pretty cool film. I liked it. Lee liked it, I think. I don't know, maybe he's holding out on me. Maybe you just lied for my feelings. Maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> but this week, we're going on Elise pick with Ong Bak, a bit of a classic from 2003. This movie was directed by Pratya Ninkao, I think. I probably butchered that name so hard. Um, but it stars Tony Ja, who is... A kind of a stunt icon, you know, you may have or may not have heard of him, uh, but that's what we're here for. But, you know, he sits up there at the high table with, like, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, Jet Li, etc., etc. And, um, yeah, if you watch this movie, you, you, you know why. You should definitely know why. No, no CGI, no wires, just straight taking them hits, you know? This was my first time watching it. Uh, I mean, I've always been familiar with Ong Bak um, and Tony Jaa, but I've never really went in to kind of see why, unlike, you know, unlike Jackie Chan. Um, probably seen him around. Like, he was in Furious 7, apparently. He had a cameo there, which yeah. I don't really remember, but it's been a while since I've seen Furious 7. Um, but watching this movie, my first words were definitely impressed. Um it's a movie that, like, it wants to and it does leave an impression, you know? Um, and, and, like, to me, I saw this movie as, like, it really replicates, like, the Jackie Chan films that we saw from, like, the 80s and the 90s. But Thailand is, like, making their statement saying, hey, we have martial arts and we can make films too. And, you know, this movie, like, really kind of sends that message for me. Um, and I think that, you know, with this film, you kind of have to watch it with, for me personally, you have to watch it with that kind of lens as like Thailand making their own breakthrough kind of martial arts film. And that alone will make it like, you know, give it its purpose in a good film. Cause rather than that, it's, you know, the story is like, eh, and some other things, but it's a good at martial arts film through and through, you know, in the midst of like, you know, post Jackie Chan era and like. Bruce Lee and all these things, it's like, oh, Muay Thai is legit, too. What about you? How was your, uh, what's your experience and impressions? I watched this when I was a wee little boy. <laughs> so, um, watching little this Lee. at that age and seeing this man fly around like it's nothing and, like, walk on human beings and, <laughs> you know, run across walls and break bike helmets and doing all these crazy things, you really get inspired. You're in awe of the possibilities of the human body. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, like, feel I like really there has to be, it. like, hidden trampoline somewhere because some of those, like, f flying knees were just so long. Yeah. The way that he's able to control his body is just yeah. crazy. 
um, there's mm. so many moments where you're just like, dang, how is he doing that? <laughs> With such ease and control, right? Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it really reminds me of like Jackie Chan and all these great um, martial artists and stunt people who have shown us what they can do. And I think that this film is a continuation of that, but also a new take on that in the sense of showing kind of the brutality and the beauty of Muay Thai. Um, And it really, at that time, in 2003, it really kind of put Muay Thai on the map and showed the world what Muay Thai is about. And Mm. people began to see Muay Thai as a wonderful martial arts. Right. And, like, this is around the time when, like, the UFC was also growing. And so a lot of that kind of came at the right moment together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It kind of had a good timing with with kind of everything in the in the modern era mm-hmm. and sort of like a legitimacy as well as outside of you know kind of like a hollywood-esque uh sort of imagery to it yeah um but i do believe this week is your turn your movie your responsibility sir what exactly did we did we watch here so we watched umbak which is set in in this small little village called Banong Pradu, which is in the rural area of Thailand. And here, the village people, they uh, worship, you know, Buddha, and they have, like, this ceremony, and they have this Buddha statue. But then one of the thugs, the village thugs, he, like, steals the statue because he feels like he can make money off, off the statue, the head of the statue. By mm. selling it to um, one of the, I guess, the underground gangster people in sure. Bangkok. And so the guy steals the statue. Um, his name is Don. Don. Yeah, Don steals the statue head and he brings it to Bangkok or he takes it to Bangkok. And he tries to sell it. But then the underground gangster boss... Um, he basically says it's worthless and he refuses to buy it. <laughs> and after Don leaves the village, um, Ting, the main character, uh, Tony Ja, Ting decides that he's going to go find the statue and bring it back for the village before the ceremony starts. Right. And so Ting goes off to Bangkok with the little money that the village people gathered together and he sets off to Bangkok and while in Bangkok um, one of the uncles tells uh, Ting to go find uh, George or Hum Lai who is um, the cousin of Ting and he Mm. tells him to go uh, find him so he can help you find the statue head and so he goes to Bangkok and he gets there and he coincidentally meets uh, home life but, but he's kind of like a con artist <laughs> and he goes around trying to uh you know 
Con he's, people. He's, he's just like he just has a ga- gambling debt. <laughs> yeah, like so a, he a like very severe gambling debt. He like goes or around gaming, conning ad- people, addict. trying right. to, um, trying to make money off of them, and he is talking to Ting, and he sees that he has money, so he basically tries to steal the money, and he like brings him to his place, and he's like, "Hey, you can stay here, you know, you can rest." And chill, go take a shower. And while he's taking or trying to take a shower, he steals the money and he runs off to a uh, underground fight club, basically. Mm-hmm. And he goes and bets the money on the fight that's happening there. And while that's happening, uh, Ting goes and chases after him at the fight club. And one thing leads to another, and Ting basically gets into a, a fight in the fight club. And basically, he destroys the guy <laughs> with one kick, and the uh, the gangster boss is watching, and he's actually betting on the fights as well, and he loses the bet because yeah. Ting destroys the dude. Yeah. So after that, Humlai goes again to a um, casino, basically underground casino, and he yeah. uh, does a con again, and. He basically, you know, cons the people in the casino. And he, like, leaves. But then the casino uh, manager, he finds out and basically sends gangsters to go chase him. And so uh, the gangsters begin to chase Humlai and um, Moi, which is uh, the friend of Humlai. And Ting basically gets caught up in all of that and... They start chasing Ting as well. After that, they go back to the club. And Ting has to fight again because he has to make make the money. And so he goes and he wins and gains the respect of the people in the fight club. And after that, Homelai and Ting, they go and they find Don's hideout. They have this like big chase scene um, in the river. And... They fall into the river and Ting mm. discovers that there's like a crap ton of treasure in the river mm. that the boss has been hiding. And the police find out and they basically take all the... the it's basically like national treasures that he has been hiding in the yeah. water. And because of that, the gangster boss basically loses all of his um, treasures and he blames that on Ting and Humlai, and the gangster boss kidnaps uh, Moi and Humlai to right. blackmail Ting. And so he says that you know I need to make my money back, so I'm gonna have you fight, and I want you to throw the match. Right. Um, if you throw the match, then I'll give you back the statue head. That's what he offers, mm. and so. And so Ting decides to do it, and he basically throws the match. He gets beaten up and throws the match. But then the gangster boss, he says, I'm not going <laughs> to give you back the statue head because, you know. I'm a double cross you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'll do what I want. Ting goes, chases after the boss, and he gets the statue back. And while they're fighting... Uh, Hong Lai dies in the <laughs> midst of that. And then 
Ting and Moi goes back to the village and they um, have a burial for Humlao and that's how it ends. What a, what a sad, sad ending. It's kind of happy. <laughs> the whole <laughs> scene is. But, but yeah. They, they, they literally like went from like one scene of like Homelay dying and like dramatic tear crying. And then like the next shot is a ceremony of like either his funeral or like Ting That's... becoming the, the monk. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's one like or the other, but ju- it's like so like fast and juxtaposing that you don't know what to feel. Yeah, like, okay. you're like, all right, happy ever after, kind of. Not really? Yeah, but the story in itself is pretty simple. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like all it is 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 Ting just trying to get back the statue head, you know, yeah. and it's it's got this very like. Small town country boy into the big city life setting kind of vibe, you know? It's like Taken. It's like John Wick. Except without the dog. It's a, <laughs> it switched with the yeah. statue head. <laughs> it's a it's a head of a of a Buddhist statue. Yeah. And yeah. apparently they call that Ungbak, the statue. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. I was like, oh, but... So his name is not Ungbak, but it's Ting. And the statue is Umbak. Oh, okay, mm. I get it. It all makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, a really fun movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on the, the story first? Honestly, I actually think the story is not as bad as people <laughs> make it out to be. Uh. Interestingly enough, the original cut of this film... They actually had a little bit more subplot stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. But then a lot of that was cut out for the Western release. Uh-huh. And you know, I don't know if you remember the, the drug scene with with um, that girl and, and Don. And the, I think she overdoses, right? That's actually uh, Moi's sister yeah. who overdoses on, on the drug and basically dies. And that's like a whole subplot in itself. Yeah, that was supposed to be there, but they cut that out. Honestly, I don't think it was a bad cutout, but it, it's not it, as bad as it could have been. But yeah. you know, when you do go back and see it, like even when I went back, I was like, ah, oh, it makes sense. Like, w- like once you realize that there's a hole there, you're like, oh, okay. It that, would have been that... nice because that kind of that segment of the film kind of feels out of place. Because you're sure. just you're you're in Don's like hideout, and that scene kind of happens for like a good minute or two, and right. you're kind of like, "What's going little, on here? Why yeah, are we yeah. seeing this all of a sudden?" So if there was that subplot to ease us into that moment, it might sure. have been a little bit more helpful. Especially when there's that little moment too where um, Lao talks to Moi, and they're like talking about like, "Oh, everyone dies." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You you have to you know. It's okay, like everyone it's okay. dies, like you have yeah, to get yeah. over it. It's, that it's moment, like super downplayed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so downplayed, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, that just like ends like nothing, right? And right so if right. that subplot kind of existed, mm-hmm. and we saw it, it might have been a little bit better. But the thing is, that moment was so short that it might have been worse. It, it might have just been like, wow, like your sister just died, and you're like, and that's you just, all you. That's all how you're you gonna say, like run over all that. It, <laughs> 
and it goes from like uh, yeah, downplayed like, to like really downplayed. Yeah, like she is more sad when Home Lao dies <laughs> than her old sister. Right. So, right. so yeah, like I don't know. It would have been interesting to watch though. It would have been interesting to see what was there. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, the Western release of it has it cut out. So mm-hmm. it does streamline it more, which is you know for an action film, maybe that's what they wanted. Sure. I think for the Western release, they were like, oh, like people aren't going to care about this. We just want to see yeah. the action. Right. I right. think that's what happened. It does. It does keep it in line with like the overall pacing of the film. Because overall, like the movie does bounce like scene to scene, location to location, you know. So it really, it really keeps the story kind of driving forward, you know. Yeah. And I think cutting that keeps that pace, mm-hmm. and, and instead of like including like just like that sort of like a moment of drama, and then everything else is kind of like typical action for me. So I yeah. agree with you there. It's interesting because as a story, there's setup and payoffs in the film, which make it pretty fun to watch like there are little moments you know when the bodyguard of the boss gangster boss being the end like, end brrr. boss fight, fighting <laughs> the duel guy that's the pretty baddie. interesting you know like yeah he was juicing man yeah he, he like i freaking cracked up when he did like the mega juice at the end dude <laughs> like, i don't think that's how drugs like, work sick <laughs> Six like needles popped out of nowhere, and he was like, Ugh! and like <laughs> in his chest, like, str- like had to use his entire palm to like push all of the plungers down. Yeah, I, I don't was... think that's how uh, enhancing yourself works. You don't you don't just Dude, stick needles I... in your body randomly. So like the logic goes: so Negek, the sister, ODs being smothered by coke, but this guy like. Turns into Doomsday by injecting himself <laughs> with six <laughs> needles of like meth or whatever. It's nah. a random <laughs> no thing. <way. laughs> we have no idea what it is. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think I think the story it's not like it's nothing special, but I don't right. think it was a detriment to the film in any way. Yeah. So hundred. Yeah, I agree. Because like it's not it. I mean, it's not the highlight of the movie, right? It's really not yeah. what it's. It's not what it wants to do. No, it's really it's really showcasing like Tony Ja and like in Muay and Muay Thai, mm-hmm. you know, and like really making a just an action film. Yeah. Um, and choreography and it's it's really good at doing that, you know. And I mean the story is just kind of like a side piece in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean like if you're watching any Jackie Chan film like like we watched when we did the our action series previously. Like we, it's it's so fun to watch, and when when you're watching like right. police story, you're there for like the stunts and the action, and you're not too much invested into the story. But it's but it's fine, you know. It's not, like it's fine, like it's in- interesting to watch, and it's interesting to see the story. Especially, I love the comedic moments in this movie too. Little gags that really reminded me of Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. um, especially like during the run, the chase in the oh, market and stuff. Oh yeah, and. Uh, and what's his name? George Humla is like he takes this little knife and he gets a bigger knife. And then there's the knife merchant who like goes through and knives for yeah. sale. Yeah. Knives for sale. <laughs> little little things like that really enhance the the action and the comedic uh-huh. moment. It's all about the like action. the characters too. Like I mean that's pretty essential when you're making an action film. Right. And like, you know, keep 
the the livelihood kind of going, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the pacing, it really like pushes the pacing with the com- comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's why like when I was when I was watching this, as I was going through it, it's like, oh, what's like, oh, of course it has that, and like having these martial arts check boxes, kind of like checking off, you know. Yeah, it's like oh, like the foot chase check, like mm-hmm. uh, like the Jackie Chan esque. Like foot chase and like the fence hop shot, the, like, the parkour, oh, check. yeah, check park, random parkour check, you know, fighting like going through tight spaces, check, huh? sliding sliding under under cars, check <laughs> under cars, check, <laughs> doing a split, check, yeah, like all these things, like kind of like check the boxes in the movie that it, that it really stretches out to do, you know. You can really see there's a lot of inspiration from the older yeah. kung fu and and these action movies. That mm. came before it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's funny because, I mean, to me, if if it was even made in like the nineties or late late eighties, I probably would have bought it because it just has the, all those like that dimension to it, and it, and it mm. keeps that the tone of those kinds of movies rather than being like a two thousand era kind of film, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's got like the action Hollywood takes as like the two thousands. I mean. Like car chases and Michael Bay explosions everywhere, but then it like mixes in all those kind of like martial arts things that we know and love, like practical yeah. stunts and like this, this like funny fine line of like low budgety stunts and look to it, but then at like a like a high budget kind of scale and yeah, um, kind of take to it. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, the movie feels like a Thai fan film to martial arts films and, like, a homage to, like, 80s and 90s kind of, like, martial arts films just because it just shares and, like, has so many nods and um, scenes and sequences to do that with, you know? Like, parkour yeah. and, like, Jackie Chan. There's even, like, that Bruce Lee fighter guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, the Juke Kindo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, all these things that, you know, they're... It's just like a big nod to the genre itself. And Ty's like, yeah, we can do it too. And they kind of are part of it. Yeah, for sure. What is, uh, so what is your favorite, like, fight scene or action sequence? I mean, there's so many good scenes. And I think the beauty of this film is how they shot it. Like, Mm. a lot of, you know, like, they show everything. And that's that's the key thing, I think, that it connects this film to all the other, like, you know, 100%. kung fu action films that, you know, come come before it, which is, we're not going to cut. We're going yeah. to show you everything. We're going to show you in a wide, and we're going to show you multiple angles. We're going to shoot it with <laughs> yeah, a few cameras so that we right. have, like, three different angles of that one stunt. And when you see the editing, you see the same action like three times in three cuts, right? right so like right. he goes in through the hoop once and you see uh-huh. a different angle of that. Or like he does one kick and you see the same kick like three times. Yeah. And yeah. In, in a conventional editing sense, that might seem weird because you're showing the same thing over and over again. But because the action is so good... Like you want to see those different angles, right? Right. And right. and by showing those different angles, I feel like there's a bigger impact on yeah. that hit or on that landing, you know. And mm. I think that that really adds to the impact of the action. Yeah. And that's kind of 
um, like going back to the other other you know action films that we watched, that's a through line in in these action films where they actually do the stunts. Right. They're like, dude, it took us a lot to get this stunt. <laughs> We're gonna show you it as many times as we can. You know, <laughs> it has that feeling to it, and I think that really yeah. uh, makes the action believable and fun to watch because you're just like wow this guy really did this and i think that's like the fun of this film yeah it's like it's impressive that he the sense of flawlessness that he can do it because he always ends it with like a perfect stance or something yeah i mean like he never like there's not a moment where he does a flip or like does a split or even when he's like doing fight choreographies and he like does like a flying knee or like some crazy like roundhouse kick that, he, that you see him, like, trip up or, like, miss a step and, like, tries to get back on his feet. He just, like, plants, like, right, yeah. like, every time, you know? And he's, like, just so confident with his yeah. moves and his body. Yeah, it, it's, like like I said, it is definitely the the formula to, like, that this kind of martial arts films. Mm. And it's, you know, it's, like, shooting around the choreography itself rather than, you know, progressing the story or, like, progressing the fight sequence from point a to point b right like the whole the way that they shoot it is just like around the choreography and like how can i showcase this choreography as best as possible right 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 show everything in its full like you know if it's like if he's doing a punch or a kick it's never a close-up or like anything you know or like a medium shot of just the leg hitting the body you see mm. like tony's everything like his entire body you know going through the motions of it you see that moment of impact, and you feel bad for the guy getting hit. <laughs> it yeah, looks yeah. like it hurts, you know? And sometimes there's there's shots of, like, just a move, like a single move. Like, you know, if it's, like, a big move where, like, when he was fighting that, um, like, the Bruce Lee, like, guy who's, like, does all the kicks, and he does, like, a front roundhouse kick, and then Tony, like, does, like, a spinning back round kick, and he, like, just misses his leg, and it's, like, a cross kick. Yeah. Like, it, it cuts to, like, just that one shot. Like, this is a big moment, you know? So it has it does a great job of emphasizing like you know we're gonna keep like they keep a shot for a sequence and a fight and then you know when they cut to a new shot and you can tell like oh that's a big move you know because they right. frame it like perfectly yeah they emphasize those certain moments where you they want you to focus on certain things right but right, overall right. like you can see his whole body and you know that there's nothing being faked there and exactly. that's the that's the wonder of this movie and. I, and you know, there's sequels to this movie and there's other movies that Tony Jaa is in. And when you watch those movies, like, the, just more and more you watch him, the more stuff that he does, you're just, like, in <laughs> awe of the things that he's able to do. And I think that's the beauty of, like, watching Tony Jaa, where, like, it's kind of like Jackie Chan. You're just wondering, you know, what's the next crazy thing he's going to do? Right. And for this too i think it's in that vein but a lot of jackie chan is like comedic action whereas i think in umbak and tony ja it's a lot of like martial arts it's a lot of very brutal hit action you know yeah yeah and Mm. i think that's also another difference that makes tony ja's films fun to watch in its own right right yeah i agree it um it's definitely more of an emphasis like on the combat itself rather than, you know, more of a comedic reaction that Jackie, yeah. Chan, Jackie Chan has, you know, notoriously done for herself. Um, yeah, like, I mean, this movie is definitely something to, you know, limelight 
Muay Thai and uh, Tony Jaa does a great job of doing that. And like yeah. I said, like it, it really showing the brutality of of that kind of like skill and like in the combat. Yeah, it does a pretty good job. It's a violent movie. I mean, there's some sequences you're like, I damn. <laughs> yeah, there're just some shots and some hits. You're just wondering, damn, that must have hurt. <laughs> Because you see the actual hit hitting moment impact. Uh-huh. So, like, even if they kind of pulled it back or... It didn't even look like they pulled it back. It looks like the guy no, just there, took the hit. There are, some, there, are some, there are some fight scenes where it's like, you kind of see it. And then there are others when you're like, man, they just, like, didn't, like, pull anything. Yeah. Like, for me, the, like, the last... In the cave, which is the last scene... Um, where there's a bunch of fights, but he's like fighting all the guys that are like dressed in black or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that whole sequence, the hand to hand combat, not with the like even the weapons was like pretty bad to look like. Yeah. But the hand to hand combat, like there was a bunch of kicks in that sequence, and like all those people took it because like because yeah. they like closed up on the kicks, and those people were like just straight taking yeah. foot to the face. <laughs> Yeah, it's but yeah, like that moment even with the weapons too. Like some of yeah. those I mean obviously he he did pull back on some of the hits, but it just looked brutal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just like the fierceness, just like throw that bow. <laughs> yeah. Sling it around. And 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 even when he's fighting I think Big Bear, one of the guys in the uh yeah, in the yeah. fight club. And he's fighting him, and like he's like throwing the chairs and the and like oh, he gets Ma- that was Mad Dog, Mad Dog, oh Mad Dog, Mad guy. Dog, yeah. Like <laughs> that he's was just, so like that was so wild. That scene. and like he's he pushes him with the table and like he kicks right. the table. And there's yeah. also that moment when um there's a saw. The guy uses that big like yeah. saw thing, and he starts like <laughs> yeah. whipping him with the it's saw. Like wobbling, <laughs> yeah. And like he he like blocks it with his arms, and you're just like, damn, dude, that still looks like it hurts. <laughs> Just like get stabbed in the arm, like even like, if it's prosthetics or whatever, like yeah, it still looks pretty gnarly. There's definitely level of brutality to it. Yeah, I mean, even like I, it's funny because there's like in the last cave scene, like two people get their arms broken off, <laughs> which is like <laughs> one guy like, with the uh, arm and one guy his leg, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come to on, he like pops his leg, like sits on it. Yeah. And then Homelay gets his like arm, arm like broke. straight up broken. <laughs> like he like grabs it, plants it, and it just like knees it right yeah. in half. And you're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Apparently, that guy cut in like the Chinese release of the film in in Hong Kong. They oh. cut those. They cut those out. Mm. Yeah. This movie what, got what, what a lot your of. Some, what were some of your favorite action moments? Um, I mean, maybe the like. I think I really like the the Bruce Lee like character. I think I like that fight sequence the most, just because it was maybe the most creative, in a sense. And it like also like kind of told like a mini like story. Like it had a progress to it, you know. Yeah. Where I mean that and like he's just an interesting character overall. Like he was to me like the between him and Mad Dog, which like Mad Dog was hilarious. But like, he you know he like fights Big Bear. And then, like, he gets into two other fights, like, without even wanting to. And then, yeah, like, this Bruce Lee guy come out, and he's, like, all kicks. And then he, like, then you can see, like, Ting is, like, learning him. And then, yeah. you know, then he, like, outmasters him, you know, yeah. in the fight. But, like, even some of the choreography and some of the moves that they did were just super creative and 
super cool to look at where he just like blocks his kicks with like his own leg blocks yeah and, and it's just it's just very there's so much variety and so much difference um yeah. in the movie that moment that really tells a story of him learning how exactly. that guy attacks and how he moves and he's figuring that out and he starts to counter him and that yeah that's really fun to watch like i really like when <laughs> when the, he's fighting mad dog at the end and he jumps out of the window and he kicks him. He knees him while he's jumping out of the window. <laughs> out of the glass. Yeah, that's it's just crazy stuff like that. But one of my favorite ones is uh, when right after they get kidnapped and, and basically he the gangster boss tells the thugs to kill them. Yeah. And he goes and, and <laughs> they're in that like gas station area and like things blow up. And he comes out with flaming pants, and he, he right. just does his flaming kick. <laughs> it was I just like, oh, scene. of course, like, oh yeah, How, of course that's included. And you it's know, like, like you know, like this is all real, right? Like, and yeah. apparently he almost like burned his like eyebrows off or something like that while he was doing it. I could, I would get mad. I'm surprised he didn't get like second degree burns or something. Like yeah. on his legs. But seriously, like, some of the things that they do... Dude, yeah, like... some of the things are just crazy. I mean, I think, like, one of the scariest stunts for me that I saw was... It was, like, the last stunt with the... Um, during the car chase. So, so like, they, they were yeah. doing, like... They were basically... It was, like, a weird car chase with these trolley taxis the on three wheels. The tuk-tuk chases. Huh? Oh, tuk-tuk. Tuk-tuk, yeah. And it was um the guy that was chasing after ting and then ting like hits the brake and then the the tuk tuk like flies yeah, over his flies. and it falls into like the alleyway but there are people, the people like, down eating there. and sitting around there and there are like two so, guys like right yeah, next to the they're crash. like so close they're like right next to the landing zone i'm like that could have just gone wrong and like, those two guys like, are just chilling there they're just like yeah, exactly just, yeah, like they felt. were like sitting till the end <laughs> they didn't <laughs> If they yeah. missed the like, if that trolley just like missed a little bit, it's like right on their table. Yeah, I mean you can tell it's it's like two different locations, but <laughs> but still, but still it, like, it, it's it's pretty impressive just like seeing that happen. I, I would have been like, I gotta stand ten feet away from that trolley. Word. I don't want I don't want to be inches anywhere yeah. near it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be inches away from it. But yeah, like those things remind me of like the Jackie Chan movie that we watched, you know, like right. like Police Story, like that mm. scene in that like favela looking area that they built, mm. that construction that they built. Oh, the shantytown. Yeah, the shantytown. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's such a wild scene. Like, yeah, it, we, we built an entire shantytown just to run like six cars through it. Yeah, and then place bombs on each and every row. <laughs> but, <laughs> just but, uh... like send it. <laughs> Yeah, like you like there's it's fun to watch this film because you can see the different inspirations that they got from different yeah. films. Like like you talked about the guy with the kicks. That's really mm-hmm. like a Bruce Lee moment. Like there's sure. a, you know, there's like I think in Enter the Dragon where like Bruce Lee fights uh maybe it was uh Chuck Norris. I, I forget some he fights somebody, but like he does the same thing where he like tests it out. And, like, he right. tries to learn the guy and how to fight the guy and, and stuff yeah. like that. And that storytelling beat of action, that really is, like, a Bruce Lee thing. Like, the comedic 
moments and bits is really like an inspiration from like Jackie Chan and stuff. Yeah. And so like seeing all of those things come into this film and bear fruit is really fun. You know, knowing mm. that, you know, knowing other action films and, and seeing how that correlates and how, how that relates to this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is just like, a, it, it takes a bite out of like everybody, like all these notorious action film kind of genres you know and then it is it is a mix of these things um with like its own uh muay thai taste and kind of like thai flair to it that yeah. you know adds a bit of originality to it in that sense and it works i mean overall i think it works really well there's this one edit that i i found really funny but like really effective was like when when they're in the alleyway and the gang mm. the gangs like they first come in right and they have that jump cut of the gang's gang coming in. Uh-huh. They, they're meeting, like, Hum Lao and, and Ting and Moi are, like, in the alleyway. Yeah. And then the guy from the casino, he comes with all the, the gang guy. gang people. Uh-huh. The very first time they meet the gang, right? And yeah. there's that jump cut with the music. Like, it was really <laughs> funny for me. I thought it was funny that, like, it only took two seconds for him to come back with like the full gang because <laughs> like remember before that they were yeah, beating, like beating up on up, home yeah. and like yeah. Mui, and he beats them up and he's like i'll get you back and then they're like walking in the alleyway. he's like oh thanks for your help like i knew you could fight you could use you and then he comes back with like the entire gang yeah like it took you five seconds to run off and get back here <laughs> like all right whatever whatever serves the, the <laughs> film i guess I mean, there's just, like, a lot of, like, funny, like, coincidental moments in there. Yeah. <laughs> when Homelay's, like, on top of the roof at night, and then, like, the letter magically floats by on the road <laughs> on his foot. And then, oh, he, yeah. and then he, like, reads a letter from his dad. It's like, oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I really recommend you watch the other, like, Ungbak films. Or, or even um The Protector. That's another film from Tony Jaa that's really good. He I directed really the, the sequels, right? He, I think so. I think Yeah, I think two and three he directed. It's like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. But yeah, yeah there I are some crazier stunts in, in the other ones too. <laughs> like there's some bike stunts that he does that are just oh crazy. He's such a low-key character too. Like he's not like the persona of Ting isn't like Jackie Chan in the sense mm-hmm. that he's like comedic or things like that. Or but he's not overly serious like Bruce Lee. In he's a kind of either. like a humble dude. Like he's just like huh? Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like I'm like about my village. <laughs> he's like, let me just get my statue head and leave. <laughs> <laughs> like I just and he's like super nice. Like he's only like badass when he fights and then outside of it he's just like can I get my statue back? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't care if I throw this match. I just need the statue. <laughs> even, the, you know, even that scene was like weird to me because it wasn't super clear when he has to throw the match with, uh, what's his name? Sam, Seming. Yeah. So I, like, I think that was more like a reveal though. Like, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what they wanted to do because it was like, you know? ah, but it didn't really, I don't know. It didn't really work. I think to how they how it was kind of intended because mm. like everything because like 
I mean, it was just so, like, seriously played where it was like, oh, this feels like a final fight sequence. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you knew Sam Ming is, like, the final, like, fight Boss. guy. Like, the rival, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then when it come, finally comes down for them to fight, and, like, the fight itself is, like, Tang is, like, giving it his all, you know, and uh, Sam Ming is, like, taking the mitts and stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, this is going to be it. And then he loses, and I was like, oh, like, of course he has to lose the first time because it's, like, a hero's journey kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I got to learn something, and then I got to go back and kick his ass. But then it turns out, like, oh, you have to throw the fight so that way I can get my money back, and then yeah. I'm going to double-cross you. And I was like, what? Like, it just seemed a little outplaced that they had a, a pre-curred bet going on. Yeah, like, the gangster boss, he didn't tell Samming that it was a throw. Right, so I, th- yeah, I yeah. think that's what it, what it was. <laughs> that <Never> too. <laughs> he only like the... later. He's like, "Yo, he threw on purpose." <laughs> and then when it comes like the real final fight, you expect him to like demolish him because it's like I was only giving it like my partial best. <laughs> yeah, but, but dude, that needle scene was just too much though. <laughs> it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Uh, I thought he, like, killed him with, like, the final, like, elbow on top of his head. Yeah, You could head. see, like, the blood, the blood and stuff yeah. coming out of his head. And then he gets back up. And he's like, all right, whatever. Man, like, it's so brutal, but it's so satisfying to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, his, the hits. Uh, yeah. I mean, that final, like, double drop knee, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. was, just felt so iconic. Yeah. Like, ooh, take this through the floor, sir. Captain Falcon, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they should they should make Tony Jaa as the playable character in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his moves are like with Captain Falcon. Like he, do, he does he does like or or it was Sam Ming like at the end of the ring fight like Tony's or Ting is like on the table and he's like ah and then like the boss just nods on him and he jumps over the ring and like yeah. double stomps him through the table it's like that sucks get out of here like Sam Ming actually kind of looks like the guy from Man from Nowhere you know what I'm talking about the, oh um, the guy that the, the, he the Vietnamese guy yeah yeah a little bit yeah a little bit if he was like skinnier if he yeah. was like thinner it's kind of beefy um, yeah, so let me see, what do I have here? Some, did you know facts? Yeah, we kind of talked about, like, the movie definitely went through a few editing and, like, few different versions as it was acquired by, like, other companies and it was internationally distributed. It's so, like, in China, they kind of censored it with the breaking of the bone scenes, the breaking arm and leg. Um, that whole subplot with the sister got cut out for the U.S. and Europe. Cause, so, like, basically it was bought by Europa, which is Luke Besson's company. Yeah. And then they he his company was able to distribute it here in the West. Which, that kind of sucked. I mean, like, it, it wasn't, like, super appalling, like we said earlier. But looking back, it was like, oh, so that's why he was, like, he knew who the girl was. Like, Han Lei was, like, knew the, the girl's name and was, like, yeah. crying for her and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, like, as you said, she was, like, he was, like, trying to comfort Moi in that scene but then it was like how did they even know where don lived like yeah. they didn't even know like that scene would have bridged sort of like how they got there thing is it, it's just never a good look when the director intended something and they cut it to fit yeah. whatever you mm-hmm. have it's never a good look now i always want to see what they the original 
people intended. And since we aren't able to see that, it's it's kind of sad. But you know, it is what it is, I guess. I thought the soundtrack was pretty cool, but I think there's a different soundtrack for the U.S. version as well. I yeah, they um, changed the which soundtrack. Which was good. Too. I liked it, but then I was wondering, like, so then what is the original Thai soundtrack like? Yeah, I mean, it worked. It worked. Like, there's some fight scenes that the hip-hop, like, soundtrack kind of worked pretty well. But the first time when we go to Bangkok and that, like, music plays, the gangster (laughs) music plays, I was was laughing so hard. Because, like, the the music, the lyric literally is, like, gangster. (laughs) If you listen to it. And I was like, wow, this is a little on the nose, you know? There's also, and then there's also an alternative ending, actually, when where Homelay lives, uh, yeah. which I think is part of, like, the DVD release of the movie. You know, you know that they also have, like, these little, like, Easter eggs. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. Where so they have, like, Luc like, Besson. Hey, Luc Besson, <laughs> hi. <laughs> you know, Steven we're waiting for you. <laughs> and, like, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> we're, we're waiting for you. Come and help us out. We're low budget. Uh, yeah, they have like a so that the still they have a Spielberg and a Lupe Son kind of like homage in the movies, and which I guess worked because Lupe Son bought the film. So good for you guys. It's always a fun to watch this movie again. Like it, it's it brings me back to when I was young watching it. Little Lee's life, and just seeing this crazy dude doing crazy things. And I really recommend that you watch the other films too. Um, it, you know, it's more action and more crazy things that he does and you'll have fun. You'll enjoy it, I think. So More stakes, more action. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always fun to just, you know, watch and talk about these martial arts films and action films. I mean, they're just fun movies all in all and it's fun to kind of discuss about their crazy stunts. And there's the crazy mentality these people have to even do it. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, the ability that they can do it. It's like, are you even human? Are you, are you like, a metahuman walking among us? Um, yeah, all in all, like, really fun movie. Definitely rec- could recommend anybody. It is, like, a classic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, it's really up. Th- I mean, it is definitely a movie that is up there with. With uh, Bruce Lee films and Jackie Chan's films, all in all, so you can't get enough in your life of martial arts. Uh, yes. Yeah, so moving on for next week, we will be going into a more of a comedy kind of rom com vibe. I honestly don't remember too much. I've only seen this movie like once, like years ago, but it is uh, called Heart Attack. It came out in 2015. Um, I don't know the director's name, but if you have... Oh, it says you can watch it on Apple TV. So if you have Apple TV, easy peasy, everybody else, good luck. (laughs) Actually, my memories of this film, I really liked it. It, it, It's like one of those, like, different interesting like indie films like i don't really know how to describe Mm. it but it feels like um i mean it's very like indie but it feels kind of nice in a way (laughs) i don't know 
Thank you for the great explanation. No, no problem, guys. You're welcome. In detail. That's on me. That's my English for you. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> it's like a it's like a festival hit. Like you go to a festival, and you're like, oh, that's a really good one. Like I'm glad I got to see that one. You know what I mean? Like you weren't expecting it to be that good. It's one of those feelers. Okay. But we'll see you then. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>